How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Peter, is that you? Are you coming to bed now? Yes, I'm sorry I woke you. You didn't. Something else did. Did you hear it? You mean that dog howling out there? Is that what it was? Yeah, just an old hound somewhere baying at the moon. There. There it is. I hope it doesn't keep it up all night. What time is it? Mm, Little after 2 a.m. Well, did you get a lot written? I think I've got another good chapter done. That's good. Oh, that makes me feel so... I don't know. Uneasy? Yes. That must be one of the oldest sounds in creation. The cavemen probably drew closer to their fires when they heard the animals howl. (laughs) I'm glad we're not living in those days. I'm thankful for these thick stone walls. And I'm thankful for electric blankets. (sighs) Why do they do that? What? Howl like that. What do they do that for? I don't know. Some ancient instinct, I suppose. Good night, Elsa. Sweet dreams. Good night, darling. I love you. Love you, too. Across the rocky fields of New Hampshire, a biting winter wind moans through bare tree limbs rushes in the boughs of the fir and pine trees and tries to pry its way through the chinks of the old stone cottage now inhabited by Peter and Elsa Chambers. And born on that wind is the lonely sound of a howling dog. It's a common sound, one that even former city dwellers like the young Chambers couple would soon become accustomed to hearing, except that Peter Chambers is a writer with an intense curiosity about practically everything, including... What makes dogs howl? 
Well, this is the story of what he found out. And it may change the way you feel when you hear the howl of a dog for as long as you live. I'll be back in a moment. The sky that next morning was silver gray. The frost on the fields mirrored the thinning overcast. Snug in the stone cottage, Elsa hummed contentedly as she finished the last of the breakfast dishes. In the second bedroom, the clacking of Peter's typewriter halted. Hey, I'm getting writer's cramp. Let's go for a walk. All right. I'm just finishing. You really want to go? Yes. It will wake me up. Well, here's, uh, here's your jacket and boots. Thank you. You know, I feel kind of like an intruder up here. An intruder? Why is that? Oh, I don't know. Aren't you happy we moved from New York? Yeah, but we're a lot different from the local folks. Sleeping till 10, staying in the house, riding till all hours. I really ought to get out and meet some of our neighbors. Seems to me it should be the other way around. Why haven't the neighbors called on us? Well, it's probably that good old New England reserve. Reticence. Come on, you ready? Yes. Already. Boy, can't get that in New York. Uh, where shall we go? Well, how about down the road? Maybe it's maybe it's because they know we're not rich. What? The reason nobody's beaten a path to our door. Oh. I bet if we'd come up here with a flashy car and a big moving van instead of a five-year-old microbus, we'd be in the socialist one by now. Oh, look. Here comes someone out of that house down the lane. Yeah. He has his dog. Oh, he's a beauty. Big black dog. Yeah, well, he's coming to the mailbox, I think. Looks like we're about to meet our first neighbor. Hi, good morning. Wave at him. Yeah, he's trying to figure out who we are. Uh, we're your new neighbors. Shh, shh. That's all right, Sally. We live over in that little stone house there. Just moved in ten days ago. Aye. Saw you moving in. We're the Chambers. This is my wife, Elsa. I'm Peter. Mr. Chambers? Mrs. Chambers? How do you do? Bingham's my name. Augustus Bingham. That's a fine dog you've got. Yeah. We were just starting out for a little walk. Lots of good places to walk around here. You lived here a long time? All my life. We came from New York City. We've never lived in a house before, only apartments. But we wanted to get up here and get some peace and quiet. You see, I'm a, a writer. That's so? Well, trying to be. Peter writes children's books, and I illustrate them. Mm, that's nice. What, what sort of work do you do, Mr. Bingham? I'm retired. Oh, that, that must be great. Mr. Bingham... Last night we heard a dog howling and howling for the longest time. Well, it sounded so mournful. We don't hear such things in the city. Matter of fact, I never had a dog. I always wanted one, but living in the city, it's no place for a dog. I was wondering, uh, what are they howling at when they howl? Some people say one thing and some say another. Well, what do you say? I say... Animals can sense things that no human can sense. Oh, uh-huh. Such as, uh, death. Death? I am. You will have to explain that, I'm afraid. Can't. They just know, that's all. 
Are you saying that when a dog starts howling, it means somebody's died? You look like you don't believe that. Well, that's not surprising. But surely dogs howl just because they hear other dogs howling. That's right. They take up the cry, carry it across the countryside. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Bingham. I'm not trying to argue with you or anything, but I I know you can make a dog howl. Uh, Some dogs will howl when you play a trumpet or a piano. That's different. Well, I only mentioned it because it sounded so like the dog was mourning. Aye, that she was. What do you mean? Last night, or early this morning it was, uh, Caleb Whitney passed on. Tort no surprise. He'd been sick a long time. It was early this morning? I uh, What time? Oh, just past two. That's when we heard the dog howl. Yeah. Uh, now, wait a minute. Let's not get carried away here. What you're saying is a man died and a dog howled, right? It's a free country, Mr. Chambers. A man can believe whatever he's a mind to. Well, I'll be seeing you. Nice meeting you, folks. Uh, same here. Come on, Sally. Come on. Oh, you didn't make him very happy. Yeah, we're not exactly getting off on the right foot. Well, come on, let's walk. Elsa? What is it? I've uh, got an idea. What do you say we go have dinner out tonight? Oh, do you want to? Can we afford it? We can afford it. You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Would we have to dress up? No, there's a little restaurant over in Wolfboro where we could eat. Uh, I know you're lonely. Oh, no, no. I have plenty to do. That's not what I mean. We're both accustomed to being around people. Up here, nobody talks to anybody. <laughs> It has been over a week since we met Mr. Bingham. Yeah, well, don't expect any neighborly visits from him, not after I put him down the way I did. I suppose we could go call on him. Yeah, we could. Who could that be? I don't know. I'll go. What? Mr. Bingham, come on in. Thank you. Stay outside now, Cindy. Come on. We were just talking about you. That's so? Hello, Mr. Bingham. Won't you sit down? Hello, Mrs. I come to ask you folks to supper. Oh, well, that's amazing. Peter was just saying he wished we could get together with some neighbors. What I really was saying is I... I wouldn't have blamed you if you never talked to me again, Mr. Bingham. I don't think I left too good an impression when... Well, my wife said supper's ready. So if you're coming, let's be on our way. Oh, I'm anxious to meet your wife. We'll get our coats and be right with you. Yes, Mrs. Chambers. Oh, please, call me Elsa. Yes, I was born in Austria and my parents lived in Berlin. I was in the army over there. That's how we met. Plan on living here full time? Yeah, if we can afford it. That's a good stout house you're in. Belong to a retired sea captain, you know. Is that so? No, we didn't know. Oh, my, yes. Captain Whedon. I don't suppose they want to hear about Captain Whedon, Jane. Oh. As a matter of fact, we would. We'd like to learn all we can about this area. Oh, yes. Is this Captain Whedon still living? Why, no. Uh, he passed on. Oh, uh, recently? Oh, been a little over a year now. 
died right in his own house. Wouldn't see a doctor. Jane. He died in the house where we're living? Yeah. Well, uh, over a year ago, huh? You'd think the place would have rented right away. Oh, twice. But the folks didn't find the place suitable. You're not trying to say that... That our little cottage is haunted. Not for me to say. Now, this gets us back to what we were talking about the other day, about dogs being able to sense when someone's died. Look, I'm not poo-pooing the idea. I I just wish I knew more about it. Well, there's not much to tell, you know. Take old Sally, for instance. Whenever that dog sets up a howl, why, we know someone in the community is about to die, or has died. They can see the spirits rising, is how they know. Ma'am? The spirits. We all have spirits, you know. When we die, why, our spirits rise up out of our bodies, and the dogs, they can see them. Isn't that right, Augustus? I've heard of that when I was a little girl. And you say a dog can sense when someone's about to die? Oh, yes. Jane, uh, I believe our neighbors could use some more coffee. See to it, will you? Y- yes, Augustus. Right, right away. I can see you folks are... Uh... A bit troubled about this. No need to be. Up here, we're, we're used to reading natural science. It's part of life and a, a part of death. Oh, it's no good. I haven't written a decent line all night. Well, why don't you quit, then? It's midnight. I couldn't sleep. I had too much coffee over the Binghams. So did I. I'm wide awake. <laughs> oh, great. The lights are out. Oh, Peter. Uh, now, take it easy, Elsa. It probably happens a lot up in these country power systems. I can't see anything. Where are the candles? I don't know. Oh, Peter, listen. Now, Elsa, get a hold of yourself. You're upset because of what the Binghams told us. It's just superstition. Then why is it howling? It's coming closer, Peter. It sounds like it's just outside the house. Peter, where are you going? I'm trying to get over to the window. Yeah, I ran under the table. Uh, come here, give me your hands. All right. Let's see if the whole area is blackened out. He's right outside the door. Oh, do you see him? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a big black dog just standing on the front walk. What the... What? I'm not sure, but I, I think that's Mr. Bingham standing over by the tree. Mr. Bingham? Then why doesn't he stop the door? I don't know. I don't understand this. He said the dog would howl just before someone was about to die. I know. But, Peter, the dog is howling at us. Now, listen to me, Elsa. Dogs don't have ESP. They're dumb animals. This whole thing is a sham. Bingham's just trying to frighten us. But why? Why would you? He's making it do it that way, some way. First the story about the sea captain's ghost, then this. He wants us out of here. Well, help me get this window open. Oh, it's stuck. What are you going to do? I'm going to tell Bingham I've had just about enough of this. I won't budge. All right, then I'll go to the door. No, don't open the door. Why did the dog 
in. I can just find my way. Please, no, please, don't open the door. Elsa, you go in the bedroom and close the door. No. Do it. No, I won't leave you. Do as I tell you now. No, please, please, Peter. Uh, Elsa? Elsa! Oh, my God. Elsa, what happened? Where are you? Say something, Elsa. I'm coming, honey. Here. I'm right over here. What's this? Blood. Oh, no. Gosh, she hit her head on the fireplace. I can feel it. Blood. Elsa, baby. Come on, Elsa. Elsa. I'm sorry, Mr. Chambers. Nothing anyone could do. I can't believe it. Now, I have to ask you a few questions. What? Well, for the death certificate, I have to ask you a few things. Oh, all right. Uh, the name of the deceased. Elsa. Elsa Chambers. Age? She's 30. Are this her permanent residence? What? Yes, yes. Now... Uh, Mr. Chambers, how did she receive the blow to her head? Well, the lights went off. I told her to go into the bedroom. She didn't want to. She wanted to stay here with me, but I forced her to go. If she hadn't, she wouldn't have tripped and hit her head. I see. Uh, why'd you send her into the bedroom? Because I was going to open the front door, and I didn't want Bingham's dog to rush in and attack her. Bingham's dog? Sally? The dog was just outside our door, howling its head off. And I could see you, Mr. Bingham, standing out there beside our tree. Just standing there, not trying to stop your damn dog from howling. Now, hold on, son. You, uh, seen someone outside, you say? Yes. Bingham, it had to be. Uh, what time was this? Just past midnight. Just past midnight? Well, what difference does it make what time it was? I saw him and so did Elsa. Whoever it was, wasn't me. When I heard Sally begin her baying, I told Jane, that dog's telling us something. I looked out and I seen her over to your house, Mr. Chambers. That's when I took out after Doc here. You... You took out after... Gus uh, cut across fields to my place, woke me up, told me I'd been needed over to your house. That's how come I was able to get here as fast as I did. Gus Bingham brought me. Just past midnight was. But... But I distinctly saw somebody standing by the tree. I know I did. Uh, yeah. I expect you did. Won't you have a cup of coffee now, Mr. Chambers? No, I, I want to get to the bottom of this. I hold you responsible for my wife's death, Bingham. How's that? That dog of yours. You filled Elsa's head with your ghost stories about dogs that can tell when a death is going to occur, and then you sent your dog over to terrify us. What? Why? Why? Augustus, are you going to tell him? Don't he deserve to know? He's not one of us, Jane. I think Jane's right, Gus. He'd better know the whole thing. Mr. Chambers, my husband didn't send that dog to your place or anywhere else. Sally goes where she pleases. We never had any control over her. You see, 
If she takes to howling, there's just nothing anyone can do to stop her. Then she's a nuisance and she ought to be put away. I don't think any of us has the right to do that. Mr. Chambers, I told you a man named Captain Whedon lived in that cottage of yours. Well, the reason it never rented after he passed on was that uh, he kept coming back, you see. Coming back? After he was dead? He haunted the place? Aye. Whedon was a fiercely ugly man. So he was lonesome. Women avoided him like the plague. All he really had to keep him company was his dog. Sally. Sally was his dog. Now you've got it. We found her standing over the captain's body one morning. He'd uh, shot himself. Out of loneliness and desperation, we think. But, but supposing all this were true, what has this got to do with us, with Elsa? Well, well tell me. Captain Whedon would have liked her. Would have liked her? What are you saying? Well, it appears the captain won't be lonely anymore. As far back into man's history as we've been able to go, there has always been a strong superstitious link between animals and men. Have we endowed our animal companions with mythical abilities out of superstitious ignorance? Or are some animals compensated for their inability to match human speech by the gift of psychic communication? An interesting question, you'll agree. And one which the Binghams believe has, once again, been answered. I'll be back in a minute. Tonight, Crisis has presented What Makes Dogs Howl, featuring Terry McManus as Peter, John Amendola as Bingham, Pat French as Mrs. Bingham, and Lee Posh as Elsa. This is Jim French inviting you to join us next when the Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Crisis.